Hello, I'm Scott Soshner. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And let's begin with a serious topic. The CEO of NASCAR, Brian France, third generation of the brand of the France family, he has stepped down temporarily because he got pulled over for a DWI in the Hamptons. Uh, it's pretty serious from what the police are saying. He also had illegal oxycodone in his car during the search. Now, what's going to happen to Brian France? I mean, there's been a lot of reaction out there. And yes, there are a number of people who are in the sport in terms of fans who do not like Brian France. So they're saying, hey, if this was a driver, he would be suspended. But again, I, I just let's let's take this. Well, for, probably for be suspended by the governing body anyway. Right. Yeah. That would probably happen, yes. And I'm guessing that Brian France will probably be suspended by NASCAR too. However, he he is a He's the CEO CEO of the and company. Chairman. Is this enough for him to lose the job? Of more concern is this comes at a time when they're shopping a stake of NASCAR. They they just don't need bad press at this time. Well, that's the part where, forgive me, I, yes, there's the, the human part of it. Yes, you, you hope he gets well and hope everything is okay. But on the business part, you just hit the nail on the head. It's like you don't need this kind of press. Yeah. Does the number come down, Eben, off of this? I, I, I don't know. I mean, the property is what it is, are they I don't, more I don't inclined think the to make a deal? Off of this. My big takeaway, there's an interim CEO, obviously. You want to take a guess at what his last name is? No. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Not, I, I can tell you this. It doesn't have a hyphen or an underscore. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Brian's uncle, Jim France, I believe. Uh, there has been, you know, for years, and, and, and Michael, you can probably talk more about this. Uh, the France family, the first family of NASCAR, they, they run the whole ship. Uh, not without their share of controversy. There are certainly people out there who think that it may be time uh, for for a new ownership group, more leadership to come in. Uh, is there a chance that this leads to that? It doesn't look like it right now, but but is NASCAR in need of a it's kind ammunition. of refreshing it's nothing else is ammunition for ownership the and leadership? Well, personally, no. I think it it's going to be very hard to leave the France family because of this. Now, yes, as we go down the road, they want to shop this product, maybe. But, I mean, and you hit the nail on the head. There have been many other controversies well before this. And and back in the day, uh, you know, there were so many other stories that, that went down. Uh, you know, it's it's the France family. It's That's his name. You know, Big Bill France, when he founded NASCAR in 1948, he started the whole thing. And then Bill France Jr. came along, took over from his dad's, you know, dad's reins, and he did, you know, a great job. And then Brian France took over. So it, it's hard not to see this in the France family. I had someone compare the France family to Bernie Ecclestone for what he did at F1. You yeah. know, was instrumental in making F1 the, the huge property that it was. However. Towards the end of his tenure, a lot of people felt as though for F1 to make a jump, it needed new leadership with with, with a new uh, guiding principle. Uh, and when John Malone took over, he made it clear that 
F1 was going to, to be pushing into areas that Bernie was not doing, such as digital content, such as new media, etc. Um, does kind of beg the question if NASCAR might be in need of that, that same kind of That sounds kind of silly to me. <laughs> like he's pushing, didn't want to push into digital and new but content. But that's true. I understand. Yeah. I mean, but doesn't it sound kind of silly? It does, yeah. And that's kind of exactly, I mean, I think that was the, the point, right? This is why Liberty saw so much value in F1 is because it was a global yeah, Chase sports Carey's circuit. Chase going to do a lot of things, right. That Bernie Ecclestone was not doing the things that, that all modern sports leagues probably By the way, we to need do. to get Chase Carey on the show. I'm, I'm going to email him after the show. We need to get Chase. We've never talked f1 and it is interesting how they get that product to a global audience oh, what, I, what, what's new we, yes i'm with you ten thousand percent i'm gonna email him after the show. michael do you I'll watch you f1 know. yes you do oh yeah and how do you how do you compare the two the two properties nascar versus f1 well i always appreciated auto racing for what it is auto racing i mean it, it's the same thing for f1 when you go to indycar racing you obviously nascar uh, i mean i can keep drag racing uh, i mean i appreciate the machinery involved and the work that goes into that machine to make it go as fast as possible on the track. You know what I on. appreciate? What's that? I appreciate that when I'm done with an F1 an F1 race, if I'm there, that I stroll into the casino in Monaco. You've been to Monaco? No, I'm saying that's what I would appreciate more than stumbling out at Watkins Glen. Well, my in-laws no, no, well, went yeah. to Monaco. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so I bet they liked it better than Watkins Glen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear how excited he got yeah, about Monaco? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, could you, could Medina, couldn't you see us, the three of us, white dinner jackets, head into the Baccarat table? Loafers at, on our feet. They'd kick us out. So they'd be like, no, 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 no. no. They, like, we would reek poser. I have to videotape that. On where's the, the side. dollar table? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Do you have a low dollar <laughs> wagering the, table? Where's the Grey Poupon? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Bar, where's the Perkins? Yeah, uh, yeah here's my Perkins. Where I want a Perkins man. breakfast. No Perkins in Monaco. <laughs> Caviar listen, on your omelet, sir. Maybe it's like Le Perkins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well done. Le Pen Per Quotidien. Uh, moving right <laughs> along. <laughs> Let's talk about UNC sneakers. What's going on? Kids sold their shoes. Like, if you didn't see this coming a million miles away, that they're giving sort of limited edition Air Jordans or some kind of Jordans to college kids. And then sort of these sneaker heads are offering them lots of money for these limited edition shoes. Let's see. I'm a college kid. I don't have all that much money. They gave me these sneakers. Somebody's offering me whatever number thousands. of zeros, thousands of dollars for these shoes. Guess what? Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm going to take the money. Yeah, I mean, chalk this up to kind of the silliness of, of the NCAA and its entire business model because, and we, we talk about this all the time, because athletes are not allowed to be compensated. Teams are signing monster deals with Under Armour and Adidas. They're paying huge money to coaches. There's so much money going on. It's just sloshing around everywhere. Evan's going to twist an ankle falling off that soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> And and the result is that yes, when you have a you know a two hundred million dollar deal with, with with Jordan for your for your program, your your players get a wash in more apparel than they know what to do with. They get more shoes 
shirts. I thought you were going to say something else. Shirts. I thought you were about to then, curse. Then they can yeah. get more <laughs> shoes than they can even possibly wear. It is silly to think that this was not, as you said, Scott, the, the most obvious next yeah, step, that, right? That, who, someone if, was going to sell. But give, it was like, how many kids? Like 11, 12? There's 14 players. And they're suspended for a lot of games. Yeah, and, and, the, and this is we can talk about this as well. If you want, the NCAA is letting them stagger the suspensions so that they don't all hit at once, which seems to me to be at least some sort of admission of I just want them all, as we said yesterday, I want them all rule. to sit out against Syracuse. Oh, my <laughs> They must all serve the suspension well, when they play Syracuse. i got to play devil's advocate here. Let's say, for instance... Bloomberg. Yeah. They said, okay, here you are. You get the thousand dollar pair of sneakers. You you what would you do if someone offered you the money? I mean now you it's but, easy to well, say. Well, is there a Bloomberg rule that says you cannot resell those sneakers? No. I mean they knew no as rule. the coach said, the coach said they they made bad decisions and now they will have to deal with the consequences of the actions. And that's my job. To their young men is to teach them that there are consequences and they you can't just make bad decisions. They all knew, presumably knew, they weren't allowed to sell the shoes. How can you, as an employee of UNC, preach that you make bad decisions, you have to face uh, the consequences, when for the past 10 years your school has been letting that athletes has been and adjudicated, sir. That has been adjudicated, get bogus sir. degrees and take bogus <laughs> classes, and when the NCAA came to look at it, the school stood up for the classes. Because when it came no... time to face the penalty, face the music, take responsibility for the actions, the school chose not there to do that. There is no better mythical figure in, in any of sport than the high and mighty football coach in Agreed. college, Agreed. which I love. I love when they get up there and preach and they talk about... I teach your kids and do the right way and we shouldn't transfer in their quitters and what what did who was it was it Harbaugh with the who no no who was it with the uh it's the last bastion of manhood left in the country and that the, was this coach that was this coach that was Larry yeah. and the country's yeah. going down if college football goes down I'm like oh my that Lord. was you, the same guy you, you just <laughs> yeah. you just can't come on see you know first of all Scott I think by the way it's a sexy look when Evan gets that nostril flare like he did a second ago <laughs> well, with that the new was, haircut yeah I'm saying but I'm gonna play again you're gonna be the devil's advocate I am. again uh, yes I am you're gonna get typecast yeah, on this show I know I'm gonna be that guy that is the degenerate on the show. You Who dropped guy. dime? Yeah, I am. Who dropped dime on the? I mean, because if you didn't oh, know, I can tell you. Because if nobody would have known, this wouldn't have even been an issue. The they sold it to a local sneaker company in Chapel Hill, I believe. Smart. The the company, <laughs> the guy who bought them, who was going to resell them, them right. had no idea that this was not allowed. So he posted photos on Instagram. <sighs> and then know, he asked he the guys, hey, do me a favor. Can you things. sign them while you're looking for Can you sign them too? And then a UNC fan apparently emailed the athletic department and said, hey, just so you know, um, you, football sneakers that were given to your football team are now on sale in town. And that kind of started if this If this was thing. one of the bowl, you know the bowl gifts they get? No. Could they sell that? No. Can they sell their? They can't sell anything. No. The point. The point of they, the, they, the amateurism rules is that you can give a lot of gifts like this, but you just the moment they 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 turn into financial value, you can't do that. Ugh. You know, so you can give that as gifts to your sister and your mom, etc. But the, you know, the moment you 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 turn that into money, no go. Man. Oh so man. what they were actually getting paid for was washing cars. They just happened to give the guy sneakers as a gift. <sighs> I, the I, new defense you know, for UNC. Moving right along. LeBron, oh my, 
He's got a Showtime deal. Uh, <laughs> and a CBS deal. And a CBS deal. Explain. Everybody wants to be associated with LeBron. I mean, when you talk about athletes and they, they follow that Magic Johnson, that the, the way to do it, how to build wealth, how Magic understands the difference between being rich and being an owner, that it's the equity, it's the ownership. LeBron gets it, man. He is an owner of these things. He's executive producing. He is building an entertainment behemoth that will survive his career, that will generate lots of money, which is why I'm not going to put a timetable on it, but pretty soon you're going to have the word billionaire after LeBron James because this is how you do it. Look out, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, yeah. My my question, I mean, looking at the Million Dollar Mile is this show that, that CBS picked up. Uh, in reading what it is, it sounds like any other athletic-based reality yeah. TV show that we've seen in the past 10, 15 years. Do people watch shows like this because the the billboard may say produced by LeBron James? No, it's got to be a good show. A it still has to be a good show. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, I watched his show, well, because I'm a game show geek, The Wall. <laughs> I remember that. It was so like, that's a good example. Yeah. And and did you turn to that because, oh, LeBron James is doing this? Maybe I, I, I have this? to admit, when you know, yeah, you yeah. heard the, I the talk I think you'll sample it because it's LeBron, but do you yeah. stay? It's, it has to I, be good. It has to be good. Yeah, sure. yeah, it has and to it be was. Good. It was good. It well, was let's just... talk about the title of his Showtime show, though. It's mm. just, Shut Up and Dribble. Yeah, gee. So <laughs> if he's not sending a message with that, that's, I mean... That's good stuff from that, LeBron. That, of course, being the line that Laura Ingram, the conservative uh, sure. uh, talk show host, uh, said about Lo- him. Lobs his way. He should just shut up and dribble, February. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's what my wife said, So he said will. He'll too. shut up and dribble and put every dollar in his pocket. That's what my wife said, too, when I was sleeping hard and on the pillow. It's like, shut up and dribble. That's, you know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Thank God. Wrap it. Wrap it. Medina with the, both hands. Wrap it up. Bar's going off the deep end. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Noby Williams for now. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us at the end of the week when we speak with longtime sports and entertainment executive Tim Laiwicki. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online as an Apple podcast on iTunes. 